Hey, I am Luis Moleto, and this is... Uh, still have problems with calling it a podcast, but it's a podcasting platform, so I'm going to call it a podcast. Uh, where I usually just go over my re- my weekly notes, how my week went. It's a way to uh, for me to check in every week. Um, my bullet points is where my time went, any notes that I capture... Um, any thoughts that I had that I want to revisit that I just kind of want to explore and kind of voice and talk out loud. Also, how I'm doing my physical health, emotional health, or that mental health, really some of the things that happen every week. Uh, spiritual health as well. Uh, my finances, um, if I'm achieving my goals, how am I getting close to those? Also, I check in what I read this week, anything that stuck out, any books that I'm reading. And what I'm listening to, maybe a lot of podcasts, uh, maybe not so much, um, audiobooks, and what I'm listening to on Spotify, which is my current player, and then upcoming, anything that might be coming in in the next couple of weeks. I try to keep these short, but uh, tend to be tangential. But um, So if you stay around, you're going to get to hear what happened to me this past week. Thanks for listening. Hey, today is Monday, April 5th, 2021, and uh, this is sort of how my last week went. The weekend ended up um, pretty good, actually. I had a spend the weekend in Little Rock with uh, my wife, and a kind of impromptu uh, trip, road trip, I drove this time. She usually tends to drive this way as um, she likes to get some things done while she's in Dallas that she cannot get done when she's in Little Rock. But this time around, she said if uh, she didn't have anything going on, so she kind of left it off to me if I wanted to make the trip. And I was like, yeah, I mean, because uh, I don't know. I'm to the point that if I'm being invited, um, I'll make it happen. Uh because I don't want to miss opportunities to spend time, quality time together. Also, I'm a person of habit, a creature of habit. So if you left me to my normal, it would be to do the same thing all the time. Until I'm, then, I'm, until I get sick of it. And then I changed dramatically or something like that. Um, so impromptu trips or change of plans, kind of last minute. I'm trying to be more receptive. I'm trying to be just receptive to those. Instead of immediately saying no. Still put, um, kind of measure them against priorities that I've set. For example... You know, during the week, I've already had one of one of one of the first things that I schedule for the week is yoga because it's important to me. I don't want to sacrifice my practice unless something had that higher priority comes up. Like, let's say I haven't seen my wife in a couple of weeks. She decides to, hey, this this weekend I don't have any plans. Do you want to make the trip? 
yeah, I'll move the schedule around. And in fact, I did yoga. Well, I went to a yoga class when I was there, so I didn't lose any of that. But I did prioritize that over like what I do on the weekends, which is kind of like my admin stuff. Kind of, kind of see how the day went, went, and things like that. We're going to last weekend was good. We went off for, for brunch, uh, which turned out to be a big indulgence, I think, for both of us. But because I felt kind of sick to the next day, um, so that was a bad decision <laughs> as far as how much food I had that day, especially because we had wings afterwards. It was just a mess on my end, but um, helped her out with some to dos around the, her place. I drove back home on Monday night, and then a late night that so Monday night, Tuesday morning, I ended up actually working on some stuff um, for my job. Not something I would like to do all the time because it was kind of a low value added task, but it had to be done. Or I would kind of it was gonna be worse if I let it pass. Or at least in my opinion, it was. I did get managed to go to four yoga classes. I did one home workout, actually, at my wife's place. And I had my first appointment for the vaccine, my first dose. That was on Wednesday. And then um, this past Saturday, which wasn't this, this, is this technically from Monday, from Sunday to Saturday. Saturday, actually, uh, when I got myself a pedicure, which I've been meaning to, it's, it's something that I enjoy. It's just for me, really, not for anybody else. And so I did some of that. And then some light shopping. I found a pair of shorts that I caught my attention. And then I bought some stuff for the house to kind of... The house was smelling a little stale, especially as we start getting into the warmer weather. So there's not much ventilation and uh, the air is kind of stagnant. So I wanted to get something to kind of get some some smells in the house, a couple of candles and some plugins. As far as notes, um, I did kind of a little deep dive on the department that I work for. Um, how a possibility of that moving to a SaaS business, so software as a service, um, and the long term. It's been shared with me that that's, those, those are the areas that they're looking at. So I wanted to just kind of play with the idea how can I remain an important player in that. Um, this came from a an article that I uh, I was reading. It was um about how oh it was from Harvard Business Review, and it was from this. From March, yeah, from the March. Um, actually, no, it was April because it was still, yeah, it was the April. They were talking how what business, what actually sales organizations within a business, how they need to evolve, transform, change when the product, when, when now we're going from selling a product to selling a service. So going from a good into a SaaS business. Which is sort of what, um, you know, really some of the areas that are already happening in the industry that I work for is just those are the core businesses are going to change. So I want to remain myself. I want to remain relevant within those core businesses. And this is not something that I'm tied into this company 
forever and ever. I'm going to retire from it. But once being inside of it, I already have leverage, um, which leverage is a big piece of it. Um, and it's something that I was treating not as important. Because if I was to go to another company, uh, I will have less leverage unless my experience immediately translate. I have rapport with some of the people there. So leverage, my, I don't have to work as much. But over here, I have some leverage because I already know how things go. Um, you know, uh, and things like that as far as how the company works. So I wanted to use that leverage and still provide value because it's not like I want to sandbag the rest of my career. I mean, I'm going to be 15 years with the company here in a couple of years. Um, so I should be up to part for someone that has that tenure with a company. And not maybe as in a regional manager or that kind of track. Um, that has never been appealing to me. Mostly because I, the word, even though I'm somebody of a creature of habit, I still like to have some flexibility. I still like to change my mind. I like to explore different things. And I don't like the word track sounds like everything is going to be set for me. And um, and that doesn't sound as appealing. So I like um, the idea of be, being more of an SME, a subject matter expert, um, and kind of being left to my um to being brought in as for somebody for a project like I am right now. And that has been something I enjoyed. It might really it might affect my pay, you know, because in our reality, if you're in the track, you, it's almost like you know that the next pay increase is gonna be in a couple of years whenever your race comes in. Because you're gonna go into this position or that position or this day rate. Well whenever you're in SME you're not in track um so things are not as defined but what i'm gaining is i'm gaining a little bit more independence um even though it was it was um it was just exponentially made faster because of the pandemic um because i was a catalyst for so many things that i ended up working from home but that's something that i wanted to do i wanted to try to work from home as a as a way to start developing a remote work first kind of strategy for how I do about things, and that's how I end up being, especially now that um, you know my home. I have an office base, so I have an address that you know if I want mail to get to, and you know they, if my HR rep is in there, and you know that they're going to be there. But aside from that, I don't have a physical office. The things that I had in my office are in, in a store in a box in the garage that because I, I put it all in one box and one. I mean, I probably be like a three by two, and that's way too big. A three by two, yeah, probably about foot tall. Um, and those are things that you know my boots are in there, so bulky things. So it's not like everything. A lot of knickknacks or shas or shaskis is um. There's some of that, but not as much. I got rid of a lot of it. Because I wanted to let go of that sense of that that is my identity. I want my identity to be something else. Um, but again, not having having an identity as um, that is more versatile, flexible, adaptable. That I'm that I'm always improve, looking for a way to 
improve or change my mind, change my perspective, be observant about what's going on, or at least try to pick up pick up on different um, hints. You know, why are we doing this? Why did we buy this company? Or why we didn't buy that company? Or why did the CEO said that? Or why my vice president said that? Or that way they said it? Or why are we branding things this way? Those are, you know, because I'm in no way, shape, form in those conversations in that conference room or that, um, well, I guess it would be a Teams meeting because we don't do Zoom. Um, but I, as I'm exploring other industries through literature, magazines, papers, articles, newsletters, people that I follow, things like that, you start tying those back into my own work environment, even though, you know, we're not in the same business, but... Business is, for some things, business is business. But anyway, so I'm trying to re- remain le- relevant. That was a little bit of a tangent there. On the physical health, um, still doing phase two. Definitely noticing some little improvements, a little improvements in yoga poses. So um, the weekly practice has been very beneficial. More than what I thought it was going to be. Uh, the food department has, last week was not very good. As I mentioned, Sunday was a way of that I really made myself sick of food and um and I'm still thinking about that because it, it was it was just not a good way to approach it it was like a a twisted way to look at food like that I'm making myself sick before I can say that I'm done um so this weekend I it was a little better I I had something at home. I had a low, um, one of these Quest pizzas, which are lower carbs. And I decided to have a drink. Uh, we have a cabinet full of, not full, but of drinks that we don't, alcoholic drinks that we don't have. So I'm starting to open those, just kind of um, making the weekends a little more special. But so it wasn't as bad. Um, but I, as I was thinking about this when I was writing this, um, Maybe it is because I'm lonely, maybe because I'm bored, maybe because I'm, I get anxious. Um, I mean, I'm eating alone, so that at times is beneficial because I eat whatever. But on the weekends, um, I don't know, maybe I should look for ways to not eat alone. Maybe just, you know, maybe eat out lunch, like to grab my lunch, pack it up, and just go somewhere that there's people around. Um, maybe a park. Um, maybe I'll just, I sh- what I should do is I just buy the bike that I've been thinking about buying forever. And I just might just hop on the bike and go take lunch or once, you know, once or twice a week close to the park. I just want, it's a, it's, I think that might be an issue, but I, I don't know. I haven't pinpointed if that's what it is, but it's really, I need to look for ways to improve that system to support. The well-being that I set out to continue to work on, which is to sustain the weight, the weight loss that I had, maintaining a healthy weight, and allow and keep working on improving things. Oh, it sounds like I'm in a treadmill to improve forever, improving, but um, not um, try to you know. Always look for ways to sustain my health. Um be you know longevity and length of life and quality of life right those are different things and could be tackled differently because the quality of life could be short life 
and a a long life could be have a less quality of life. So, um, so it's a, it's a it's a little bit of balance there, a little bit of a, um, you know, catwalk kind of thing. On the emotional health, it was a good weekend spending with with my wife. Uh, crappy Monday, um, really was a little bit of a bad start with work. Um, but I noticed that I really got better because my wife was there. Um, and you know, she was having, it seems like she was just, some Mondays seem like it's the day that she kind of does things around the house. So she was upstairs, um, doing laundry and, and, and at the same time she was tackling her, her job, um. Because she was close to her computer, but whenever she would come down for for dinner or lunch, it was kind of nice. So it did help things a little bit and dissipate some of the bad energy that I had. Because um, my stomach was upset because I just ate so much food, and then um, from the beginning, I I'm not a fan of whatever for teams since you know people can call you, and that is technically my office phone. But I'm still not a fan of when people call without saying hey i'm gonna give you a ring um because i don't ha- i didn't have my headset on and you know it it just kind of i was already kind of in a pissy mood so it didn't help but i'm glad that i was that I had company that that made things better you know i'm still trying to remain patient with some of the things that i made mistakes on um you know it's it's there's a shame afterwards and and, and that's something i need to work on as far as uh how do i where do, do, does that come from and how can i unravel it and explore it and sit with it as a way to come a peace with it and to understand it um you know the shame of oh i feel like i have an easy life so i shouldn't be complaining you know things like that um but in our reality and this is i went on a little tangent on my own i i tried i worked for some of this it wasn't all gifted to me it wasn't all because i was born this is where i ended up bad because that is if I would have followed the path of less resistance, meaning if I didn't do anything, if I just I'm alive, for lack of you know, for simplistic terms, this I wouldn't have, I would not have ended up here. The path of less resistance would have probably still um, kept me in my mom's house, uh, living under her roof, under her rules, because I didn't. Probably wouldn't have made myself go to a college that was three hours away, uh, which is you know in an island that is a hundred by thirty five is the other side of Ireland. So as as far as I could, it'd still be on the same same island. I wouldn't try to get a job because you know I was the one that was trying to look for things. Now other things came about because I pushed for opportunities for. I exposed myself to opportunities because I went to, because I worked to get into the college that I got into, allowed me to be there for other things to come that I didn't have anything to do with. That it was just, I happened to be in the place where things fell in my lap. 
So I work for some of this opportunity and, I, and people that are better with words than what I am have said it way better. But that's what I'm telling myself. I've worked for some of to get, quote unquote, lucky. Because you have to work to increase the range of luck, to expose yourself to luck. I wouldn't have been lucky by staying at home all the time. Just like now, I'm struggling with always being at home and complaining that I don't have any friends. Well, if I don't increase the chances, if I don't exponentially increase the chances of serendipity or, you know, something spontaneous, spontaneous, yeah, and try to be... You know, be a little silly and maybe wave at somebody that doesn't give a crap of who I am or be the worst one, the first one to wave in a yoga class, somebody that I see there all the time. And maybe the next time we get to chat and know their name, you know, and at least I feel like there's a connection there. And it's not like it has to be like now we're going to tell each other secrets kind of stuff, but the human connection that we lost through COVID or, you know, some. Gain it some lost it. I lost a lot of it. Because um, it has left. If I was already about myself a lot. This has put me in a, in a bigger trend. I guess in a bigger side. Because I don't have even the the people at work. Right. I don't even have that. Um, but now the shift comes. is Now I get to pick. Before is. Well I make friends with people at work. Because that's where I work. But now that I'm left with um that path of less resistance without that option technically now i need to work for it so now i need to improve i need to increase those chances um so i i'm looking at things in that light um that not everything has been given to me and i'm grateful for those that have have um have gifted me with things and things in not just in the material sense of something over actual good, but with opportunities, with words when I needed them, with uh, advice, counseling, um, whenever I, I really did need things like that. So I'm not completely oblivious to that or ignorant about it um, because I still carry that with me. Uh, as I remain, as I try to remain humble and and just kind of be grateful what what I have, but in our, but that doesn't make me a slave to that. That's that's where I usually get confused is that that I need to be grateful to somebody by being their slave, and that's that's way that's intense degrees of darkness there as far as. Um, how it's just it can make it you know it's a kind of codependency relationship yeah it's just a lot of things wrong with that with that thought and with that approaching things that way um so i take it as a gift i'm grateful for the gift um but if the gift didn't come it's not like i i owe anybody anything on that regard nothing on the spiritual health part this time uh, um but maybe you know improves better ways to look at the universe and to improve your chances of luck and the financial health part 
Um, you know, some expenses from that trip to Little Rock. I uh, did buy some stuff for the house. Um, bought a pair of new shorts. Um, and then I really want to put an effort into paying credit cards off. Um, if I'm, I don't know, I just... Um, you know, a 40 was the timeline that I set out to pay things off. And it's coming near... So, I don't know, at least if I don't get to the goal, at least I should be as close as I can to it. Pet is not a, no, debt is not a pet. Um, uh, change uh, internet providers, hopefully they're reliable. Not I'm paying a little more, but I'm going more for the reliability and the speeds. So, we shall see. Uh, pedicures and that was a uh, an extra expense and this was on saturday as far as reading so men devotionals which i'm in the last chapter which is honor and then the monocle february actually it was march march issue yeah i said february but it's actually march as far as listening uh on the drive to little rock i stumbled upon podcast again i listened to this long podcast um, with uh, from Tim Ferriss, and uh, I think it was Balajid. Um, and then the the last name is escaping me. It was a I think it's the longest one that I've seen from Tim Ferriss. It was like f- almost four hours. It's like three and a half hours. Um, very good. I mean, I liked it. I was it really made the drive great. Um. A lot of things. It was surrounded. A lot of it was about Bitcoin, um, because that is the area where um, the guest really kind of uh, has a lot of expertise on, aside from other areas. So that kind of made me fall into the podcast thing. I haven't listened to any since the trip, but I did get to hear some on the way back. Um, Spotify, some jazzy vibes. Um, this playlist that they call creamy which is like a little bit of electronica but more of a kind of more beats to it more not as quick or not as fast beats more like slow chill beats and then upcoming uh i wrote here which i don't know if i'm gonna be doing it but hey um thinking about taking a trip to downtown on Dallas through train. I'd never taken the train, the public train. Um, but there's not a station close to me. So I'll have to drive to the station and then go on the train. But just take, the station is like maybe 10, 15 minutes from here. Uh, but Texas is not a pedestrian friendly <laughs> state, especially in this area. Um, I've seen a lot of close calls, people on bikes. Um, so I'm a little hesitant to get on a bike outside of my neighborhood, um, uh, because I, I've seen some close calls, but I, th- I've been meaning to try to take the train, but I don't know how that has been affected with COVID and the pandemic. So, um, I like the downtown feels at times. Um, I like the choirs of the suburbs, but I think it's because I'm in, in like in the middle, right? And I'm trying to look at where i'm in the middle of things i don't want to go into the extremes but sometimes being in the middle 
it's it just doesn't make you make a decision on like you don't reap the benefits so let's say for example i live in the suburbs um or outside of dallas so i don't get the benefits of being close to downtown the amenities of downtown um because i'm too far but also not far enough that i don't get the benefits of having a you know, a bargain for a mortgage or, you know, major or a lot of property. I'm exaggerating because right now where I live, the area is still fairly affordable, although it's gone up since we moved in. But so I'm trying to stay away from the middle. Now, downtown is definitely maybe not downtown Dallas because it's a little bit busier. But um, I've always liked the idea of in urban living i want to say urban i don't know urban living like inside inside the city um i like the little enclaves the little areas that are just kind of close off quiet but it's still within the city um so you don't feel like you're you know you have a pub or bar below you and you're dealing with that um but that is you can walk to places um, because that's the thing, I, I'm not looking to go into downtown to get on the car to go in a couple of blocks down, but I'm looking to walk places. Because I do enjoy that. I mean, I did it in Singapore when I was there. I did it in the in uh, Dundee, which is in Scotland when I was there. It was a small town, but still I did it there. Um, in Malaysia, I didn't do as much. I did some, actually, more than what probably some would have recommended that I did because... The area that I was at, um, it was more not industrialized, but um, it had you. There were some areas that you can get into trouble. Um, so, but I still walk around and I enjoyed it because I like the walking around and just kind of exploring that. It's and I never lived on in like inside the city. I always lived in outside the city that I had to drive places, but it's something I'm thinking about. Um, how is that important? So I wanted to try the, to hit the downtown as, a, as an experiment. So what's, is there, like if I go there down in the mornings, is it, do I get a feeling of wonder and just kind of, or is it just more like, uh, you know, this is just new. That's why it feels wonderful right now, but. I don't know. I, th- I thought about that, and um, but it, right now it's very expensive, probably, um, especially to move downtown Dallas. But um, but you never know. You know, maybe it's not Dallas. It might be some other, some other move. But uh, I just I've been on a tangent on that one. But um, and that's what I'm. You know, I've been left to experiment on things because now um, I'm left to my own devices for a lot of things, which is beneficial, but it's also daunting, right? Because now you don't have an excuse. So whenever you look at in a couple of years at yourself, um, you don't have anything to blame it on. You can find something, but it's going to be hard. To find something to blame it on. And I'm, I'm glad that that's where I'm at. But it also maybe caused me a little bit of anxiety. Um, because now I feel like I have options that I didn't have 
So, you know, life for a while, for a couple of years, it was written. Right? You get married, you go to college, you get married, you get kids. And then you become your kids, everything, right? Well, I got a couple of those and then one of them didn't come. Which changed things for the better because it allowed me to get to know myself a little better. But now that I've uncovered things, it's like I have all these. I have different things, different ways to look at things, different options. And some of them are complex. So, But then I need to remind myself that... I don't have to rush anywhere. There's no rush. And that that's really has been calming me down. It's the fact that whenever I feel like I have the, that anxiety that I need to make a decision, I need to do this, I cannot waste this golden opportunity. Now, there is no rush. There is nowhere to get to. The final destination is actually, it's just there, but it's the journey. And the journey is where you know yourself, get to know yourself, get to know people, and that's what you remember. Because the, the the final is, the destination is just you're gonna once you get there, most likely it's not gonna be as nice as you thought it was gonna be, and then you're gonna regret what not enjoying the, the journey. So there's no rush. I don't have a rush. I want to feel like I have no rush. But I need to remind myself all the time that there's no rush. There's no rush to make a decision right away of where I'm going to be in a couple of years. There just should be the urgency to move forward. To feel forward momentum. You know, and the... That's it, yeah. Just to feel like you're there's a forward momentum. <sighs>